0: Bombus. big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, Things just flow, wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the GAR. My name is Lee Costello and I'm delighted to be joined by Tyrone's Ronan McNamee ahead of this year's Darkness Into Light. The annual fundraising event organized by Paeta and supported by Electric Garland, which takes place on Saturday, May 6th. Enjoy the show. Ronan, how's it going? Big day of media interviews? Are you sick of us yet?
1: <laughs> Not too bad, yet, Lee. Not too bad.
0: Well, that's good. Well, this will be the best one anyway, so you can just enjoy it. Um <laughs> we had uh Kyle Coney on the show last week, actually, and so I want to take you kind of back to the start because he happened to bring up the story of your championship debut against Kerry. and how you kinda of missed most of the season that year through injury. And then biggest game of the year, Mickey Hart comes to you and says, You're marking Paul Galvin. So I want to know what, what was going through your head when he when he said that.
1: Uh, God knows. Um he pulled me into the into the showers in Clarny. I would say. So why would you come? You'd be there an hour, an hour and a half before the game, maybe. Um so Ham and Tony Donnelly pulled me into the shower and said to me, "I was starting wing back and they were, I was picking up Paul Galvin. To be fair, to, the beardy was known for throwing curveballs a lot of the time um, when you would least expect them. And I ju- that there was that there was uh, <laughs> was a massive one. Um, I was either I said it earlier. It was like a sink or swim, and it was a, I'm not a good swimmer. <laughs>
0: well um, it didn't take you long to get stuck in I think you got a yellow card before like 20 minutes <laughs> and you caused a bit of mayhem um, but yeah. I think us and, us and Tyrone sort of realised we've got a real warrior on our hands here do you think it's fair to say that you would play with a bit of an edge?
1: Um, yeah I tend to play with a bit of an edge at times um, I think that you it's I wouldn't deem myself the most skillful of it so you gotta, you got to find other aspects that will benefit you um somewhere so playing with a bit of an edge, I feel that can obviously there's a fine line between between it, but um many defender these days would be the same. Um you look at any of the good teams over the years, they all they were all the same. The Gormleys, the races, i sure the dubs over the years, Johnny Cooper, um, Phil McMahon. You know, mm-hmm. every one of on them played one edge. So I think you have to have some sort of bite in you, especially when you're putting your neck on the line week on week to get to get skint. So you gotta find something else, you know.
0: No, absolutely. And you already mentioned Ricey there and he played alongside you that day in Killarney, I think. Um would it be fair to say that there's similarities between you two in terms of that age, uh, like leader being a leader at the back, the longevity of your careers and keeping a place in the team for so long? Uh without I know you're going to say, you know, he's his own person and all that, but would you say you're the closest thing to Racy in the current drone
1: setup? I don't know. Um, Like, when I was growing up, that's who you would have been trying to emulate, to be fair. Um, Like, because he, there's a high iron blood in him. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, whenever you'd have been playing cornerback as an under 14 and you'd have been like, looking at him playing with throne and getting up and maybe scoring a point and like screaming at men and like he were saying, you know, it was just the way he played it, like it, a big intimidating look on him, like so um definitely would have would have uh been like he would have been one of my favourite players growing up, like so I would uh, maybe taken certain traits from it. Um as I say, he was a lot See, even playing against him more over the years. Uh, the few times that I would have played against him, like he, he would have con- controlled games ridiculously easy, um, mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. giving plenty of abuse, right? you know, So <laughs> there's definitely definitely traits that um, you would like to have picked up, but just he had mastered himself, you know? Mm-hmm. No, for
0: sure. Um, well, from 2012 onwards, you became a real mainstay in the team. And uh, a lot of people would have been actually envious of your position, you know, being a, a county star, representing your competing for trophies. But in twenty sixteen, you'd uh, struggles with your mental health, and that wasn't really known to those on the outside. And um, is that one of the most dangerous things about that aspect that you can conceal it, and people don't really know what you're going through, and that
1: the person struggling with it can hide it? Um, it is. There's definitely. Um... Do you, it's easy. It's, it's it's easy to hide it. Um, like I didn't, I didn't deal with it well, and then, like I didn't I never see when I addressed it. Like I, I had addressed it because it was day or day time for me at that stage. Um, so, like the likes of my teammates wouldn't have. There was a few of them would have known the likes of Danny McBride and, um. Them boys like Kevin Geller and that would have been travelling um up the road with me from Stravan or from Newton or from you know the west of Throne, like they would have known because I remember Danny was supposed to come like I had stopped going to training for maybe say three or four sessions and I, I hadn't said why I wasn't going the beard knew like we call we call like, I heard the beard like so just in case <laughs> you yeah. wondered who the beard was like um yeah. he knew that. I was struggling, um, and I remember him, he, would, he would he was ringing me, and I wasn't answering him. I remember looking at my phone and just not answering him, like because I didn't. I just thought I was gonna like start crying when I'd because I didn't know where I was at or what I wanted, and like I was just in a completely awkward position and in a, in a, in a sticky spot, like and I didn't know how to address it right, so. Like I I was planning on leaving the the panel because, I I said, I felt that if I left the country, you were leaving your problems behind, whereas obviously you were never going to do that. Like you were going to be taking them with you wherever you went. So, but seeing it that way, I can see it that way now, but that I see it that way at the time, obviously not. I just wanted to get out of high iron and out of the way because I felt that it was just a burden on everybody else. Um And only for the likes of Danny McBride, I remember him ringing or texting me saying, I'll lift you in the morning for training because he knew I wasn't going to go. And I was a like, great, no problem. So I had it in my head to get up and be away from the house before he would ring me. Mm-hmm. You know, to say he was on his way so that he couldn't get me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I done, Like, And I ended up just driving for a couple of hours down to Donegal to my cousin's house and just stayed there. Saying she knew that something wasn't up or something was up that wasn't right, but um, I just remember like she lives down in uh Dunfanahay in Philcarra direction, so I just remember Mickey heart ringing me and me looking yeah. at like I have a vague memory in my phone or in my head, a really good memory in my head of it of me looking at my phone in her garden. You know, there's certain yeah. things that I'll never leave you, and that was one of them because. And he left me a voice recording and it was like, um, give me a shout back. I don't want you to come to training, I just want you to surround yourself with the good people that's up here. And it wasn't a case of getting back to football, it was just being surrounded with positive people. That's what he was trying to get across. And like he never pressed me to to go back to training or to train. I was just come up and and be here. You know, the boys mm-hmm. will be glad to see you. And like when I did go back up, like it was probably a massive part in it that helping me heal was uh, the boys that were you know, good to see you back and hope you're alright and stuff like that, you know, so um definitely, like, being up with Throne, uh, like, I wouldn't be here, like, I wouldn't be alive if I hadn't uh, have stayed with Throne, and Mm -hmm. I know that in my own head, it's easy saying it, but I do know that in my own head that where I was at, I was not going to recover well um if I had left. Like what all I ever wanted to do was play football for Toronto only And ultimately it would have been over very quickly if mm-hmm. I had made a decision like that, you know.
0: No oh, absolutely. And like you talked there about Mickey Hart uh you know calling you and putting you sort of first rather than just the team in, in terms of like his priorities wasn't just getting you back because he really wanted you as a footballer. You know, he wanted to make sure that you were okay. Like what what do you think Maybe you don't think this, but uh, as a Tron fan and just hearing other people's uh, attitudes towards Mickey in some aspects of the fan base, you know, changed. They thought it got a bit stale and they were maybe very harsh towards him. But hearing stories like that really brings home that he was much more than just a manager, you know. Do you think that's fair to say that, like, he had such a bigger impact than just football?
1: Oh, for me, definitely. Um, and from I know, for loads of families around her own, um as well, like, I, a friend of mine was killed in a car accident, uh, Gemma McHale, and she years ago now, it would be 2012, I think it was when she was killed. And, like, he land, he came down and, and met with the parents and stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, like, helped them see ways through what helped his family get through the likes of, the death of Michele, you know, so, and, and he was doing that, he was doing it all the time, like, you know, off his own back, just going, like, he was just, he's a genuine, he's a genuine fellow, like, and it, it sounds quite, probably cringy as, as hell, but he is, a, he's a great man, like, and I'd be really pally with son, Michael, like, and I remember an uncle of mine passed, um, and, like, he would have, landed to the wake at about, uh, down in a high iron, maybe, after training at like twenty past eleven. Like my old boy it was my old boy's brother and his he couldn't believe it like he couldn't believe it Mickey Hart had come out of his way mm-hmm. to go to awake and it was not to him, but it was yeah. it was massive what it done to, to our ones, you know. So mm-hmm. like there that probably seems it seems like nothing to him. But what it what it does to other people is priceless, you know?
0: No of course, of course. Um, and then thankfully, you obviously, you know, you did make it through that really dark period with the help of the Tyrone players and your friends and family and Mickey Hart. And you made, you know, the end of the Holy Grail in, in 2021. You won the All-Ireland that season. What, what, what was that year like? Because given the Dublin six in a row and everything, you know, nobody really expected Trone to be lifting Sam McGuire that year.
1: Hi. Um, like, you're always out. There's times you be sitting and you go through your phone from them of weeks, you know, just at pictures and videos and stuff because it's priceless memories. Like the best days of your life to be sure, mm. for sure, you know, because it's we it had been uh, trying for so long, um, and like we had been so close on on numerous occasions, and it like you always think in your head if Dublin weren't so strong. As they were over them, seven eight years, could you have had more? You probably mm-hmm. could have. You know, you'd have had more like the likes of. The... From twenty thirteen on, like Trone lost All Ireland semi final twenty thirteen, they lost All Ireland semi final twenty fifteen, quarter final sixteen, semi final seventeen, lost the final in eighteen, semi final nineteen, mm-hmm. and twenty twenty was COVID. Yeah. so like it sort of was that went belly up but there was four or five semi-finals and a final that you lost before you won one so like there was definitely ch- chances there that you probably potentially passed up in a way and obviously with the strength of the dubs at that time didn't help matters but like you, you knew there was something there you, like I still know there's something there Um. so Hence the reason, like, every county would be the same, but you wouldn't you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't think you had a chance of being successful, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, for, for the boys that play it, it it's, like, you, you won All-Ireland and it's, it's great, but see what you see away from it. Like, yeah. what came after in regards to going around the schools and families and sick people in your parish is unexplainable. Like, I mm-hmm. mean unexplainable, and there's... The aspect of that, what it can do to somebody, you know, that might be stuck on, like, regards to this campaign, the darkness and delay campaign. Some person is struggling to get out of bed in the morning. You mm-hmm. know, see the likes of what you do on the field and what joy it can bring to people is frightening. You know.
0: Yeah. No, it is, and it was an incredible feat by by an incredible team. But uh, just to turn it a little bit negative, because there was no. There's no getting away from it the following year. was obviously really, really disappointing. Um, and, you know, there's loads of speculation that it was like uh, the team holiday was too long. A group of players left the panel, obviously. There was a hangover maybe from the year before. But all of that was just sort of hearsay from those on the outside looking in. So I do want to ask someone yeah. who isn't, you know, horse's mouth, someone on the inside. Now that it's done and they've moved away from it, what what do you think w- went wrong in 2022?
1: Um. I think we probably we were just we were chasing a bit at the start, but it wasn't a case for for the one to try and um, like I think sometimes it's the harder you try the worse, worse it gets in a, in, a, in some scenarios but like we had been chasing for so long you know teams with targets on their back you were like, any day you went to play the dubs, you were gung-ho going out to beat them. Any day you went to play Kerry, gung-ho going out to beat them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the target's on your back, and it's different. It's it's completely different to deal with. And, like, I think every team struggles to deal with it the first time round. Like, if you look at the dubs before they'd done uh, six in a row, like, 2011, they won it. Yeah in 2012 they lost it you know like that they probably learned from it after that Mm -hmm. on 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 certain aspects and i think every team would be the same like if we were lucky enough to win it again do i think we would address things differently or would you mentally be in a better place of course you would you know but ultimately last year was massively disappointing like because you you wanted to back up your all ireland campaign with another one because no throwing team had ever done it. Um and did you were you working as hard? You were, but as I say, it, the gap was closing in regards to teams around you. Um mm-hmm. the likes of like we lost to Derry. Derry went on to one Ulster, beating all Ireland semi final with the skin on their teeth. Arma beat us. He, like went on to quarter final, beating penalties. So like mm-hmm. We were bit by two good teams um and we were we were probably at regards to performance ways you were at about 50 percent. and why were you at 50 percent? i don't know like it's, it's, boys weren't going out and purposefully being like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like the bounce of the ball happened for the previous year and then the bounce of the ball didn't so yeah. There's there's loads of aspects that you could look at it, but it's ultimately very disappointing. But here, we hopefully can learn from it. Um, and um, but we haven't really implemented it the way we wanted this year either. But I think we're better off. Like the, the regards to the boys that left the panel. Like there was a lot of boys that left, uh, um, massive characters. Like in the changing room, See, like it's not even the football and the ball day I think the young lads that came in. The football in the building i'm frightening like i think Tyrone's arguably the same or if not in a better place than where they were in 2021 but the people that you lost regards to characters was huge because they're mm-hmm. there five six seven years more you know so you can't it's not something you can buy in the shop and drink it that you just yeah. go on with experience you gotta you gotta learn and like from from my debut in 2012 like to one to on something that went from 2012 to 2016 before you initially find that team coming through. So um, hopefully with the likes of these young boys that come in, that are coming off the back on their twenty success and minor success, um, they'll bring plenty to it and mm-hmm. push through own on, you know, because there's a lot of, a lot of talent within the county.
0: No, there, there's no doubt about that. Um you did sort of seem to turn a corner in the league with that carry game. You know, since then Drone look a lot more like Drone, uh, you know, the one the team that I grew up sort of watching and and expecting. Uh, you missed a lot of the league.
1: Was that through injury? I um I had a bit of bother have been but having a bit of bother on my hips over the years, but um early age and mileage, I would have <laughs> about three hundred thousand miles on me if I was a car. But um like I was just tailoring it. Um being, some, being sort of not getting too much into it that you're going to blow up or overtrain or you no know, fatigue midway through the league whenever there was far more football to be played elsewhere. So I was just tapering it back in. I was probably ready for the Galway game and I hurt my back that week in the gym. So that was another wee thing. So it was just whenever you were ready, you were just picking up wee footer things in on top of it. But, um, Ultimately, had been ready and training for from from the Galway game, so mm-hmm. go back in against uh, Armagh and then obviously Monaghan. So, um, regards to the other games in the league, I think like looking in at results. If you didn't, if you didn't delve into the games, looking at results, the Monaghan or sorry, the Roscommon and Mayo and Galway game, you just deem us bit out to get on all occasions, but couldn't like you weren't. There were so many aspects of them games that were in your control and could have been a different story so i think that the fellas that were playing like knew that the result could have like painted a picture that wasn't necessarily the whole story as an example mm. there was common game we had a free to bring it to within a point with two minutes left and we missed it and risk common went long with a kick-out, caught us on the counter because we had squeezed the kick-out to try and get the ball back and scored a mm-hmm. goal, so from closing the game into one point to losing by five within yeah. the space of 30 seconds, you know, yeah. like, um, McCurry had the ball in the net before he had the ball in his hands at a stage in that game, so like, there's, Galway was the same, you know, so there's definitely aspects there that um, you knew from inside that they weren't as bad as they were being portrayed on the outside but that's always the case you can't listen to the noise at times so oh, like if you, know. Uh, if you if you have your own house in order and which which we do like so all going forward hopefully it'll just keep improving all being well.
0: Mm-hmm. and um- you did come back for the Armagh game, played really well, scored two points. And then in the championship against Monaghan, you were tasked with marking Conor McManus. Now, I found this really interesting because between RTE and BBC, those outside of Toronto, so I think it was Paul Flynn and Philip McMahon, thought Potty Hamsey would be marking Conor McManus. But those from Toronto, so Peter Canavan and Mickey Hart, thought you would be marking Conor McManus. And I'm I'm from Toronto, and I, I just assumed that as well without knowing anything on the inside. Do you, do you think that comes from... Outside of the county, you're maybe underappreciated or go under the radar a little bit. You know they don't seem to know because you didn't get that all that all star in twenty twenty one. I know you got one in twenty nineteen, but you were fully deserving of one in twenty twenty one. And I don't know they, they just don't seem to to pick up on you. Do, do you feel like you go under the radar a little?
1: Um, it's probably it's not something that I've ever really thought of. Um, like at the end, like it's not. I'm doing media now, but it's not something that I would ever really be paying a wide out of attention to, um, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, reading up on. Um, so I, like, I can't say like, oh, I've I've got an, all, got, got an all-star, so I can't say that like it was a case that I've been hard done by in certain cases, maybe, maybe not, but, um, I've never really dealt that, like. Delved outside it to be fair. I've been asked to mark people over the years. Um McManus, I've marked McManus. My first time marking him was 2014, um yeah. in the championship and, and, and Clonus. And I marked him in twenty fifteen, All Ireland quarter final, marked them twenty eighteen Ulster Championship, marked them in the league numerous times. So like it's not a case that it was a surprise to me or or Mm-hmm. because I had marked him but it was likely deemed that Jack McCarran was more dangerous um, going on farm, so hence the reason why Potty would have been put on McCarran. Um but either or like, I think the two of us regardless of who you're asked to mark you just get on with it in a way because um, <laughs> no job's necessarily too easy nowadays and and Ultimately, you gotta be able to take the rough with the smooth, especially when you're in there. So, having you can't be easily offended um, Mm -hmm. because you're you're you have to think a wee bit differently in there. So, I feel that the like the likes of that, like the beard, would have known that he has asked me to mark him a few times and done reasonably well at times. So, I would say that's why he um, maybe suggested. But regardless of the lads, that's you're probably deeming it because Potty had played more league time and had picked up his form uh, was, was, was really high going into that game so um, if, if looking on from the outside if I was looking at a player being more dangerous I would have been thinking that Hampsey would have been picking him up you know so mm. they're, well well
0: you'll be delighted to know that uh, Sports Joe team we do a team of the year in 2021 you made mine so that's the biggest <laughs> honour you can get <laughs> that's, you know uh, solid
1: man. Um, nice, man.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, one more question we're going to go into a quick fire round if that's okay with you um, yeah. and it's actually on Mickey Hart or Beard as you call him uh, right. he's doing obviously an amazing job with loud into the semi-final of the Leinster Championship and there's actually an op- or potentially a chance that Drone could meet them in this sort of pot of four Championship or even later uh, depending on what goes on. What what would it be like coming up against a Mickey Hart team for a change?
1: Um, uh, it would probably be a, a strange enough scenario. Um, he he would have managed... Uh, we used to have in-house games and stuff, and he would have taken one team and Horse would have taken another. So he always would have... It would have been ways... not Obviously not to the same extent, but he would have been managing you or managing against you at certain times. But um, I think, you know... The way Murphy's Law is, mm-hmm. it would it would it wouldn't surprise me if Throne and Louth played this year. To be fair, um, yeah. because it, some things are just happen and meant to be at times, and whether both parties like it or not, I think everybody else in the county would be rubbing their hands at it. Like,
0: no, absolutely. And um, would you be up for doing a quick fire round to finish off? Yeah, good stuff. and yeah. uh, Favorite sport to watch outside of the GA. Um, MMA, MMA, which stuff, everyone just says soccer. So, my next Uh, question
1: was, Who do you support soccer, ways Because I just assumed um, I'm a Liverpool fan, a Celtic fan. Good man, that's it. Yeah,
0: I'm one of my own. Uh, which drone player was your hero growing up?
1: Uh, Ricey, Ricey, good. See, I spotted that.
0: Um, (laughs) your favorite series on Netflix is,
1: um. God. try to survive. Yeah,
0: brilliant. Um,
1: you obviously have a lot of, of tattoos. Do you have a favorite? Um, my first tattoo uh it's has my mum's handwriting. I don't know if you can see it, but it's in here oh, yeah. it's it's in Irish and it's it means not all who wander are lost. So brilliant. um that's my first and my favorite, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Um sweeper keepers, yeah or nay. No?
1: Yeah, all day. Yeah, too. I have to say it. <laughs>
0: right. uh, who do you think is the best player uh, in drone not in the county team? So maybe someone up and common or just isn't involved with it?
1: Um. Oh, God. It is a tough one. Yeah. There's, from my own club, probably... At the minute, like, like Saronah McHugh, he was on the panel at a stage, um, but he was riddled with injuries when he was in the panel, and just was unfortunate mm-hmm. um, when he was in. But him from one club, and maybe say there's a fella Tony Devine would play with Owen Rose. Um, plays midfield, probably as good a midfielder as there is in, in the playing in Throne club football obviously Throne's midfield is ridiculously strong so um, it's unfortunate for him but uh, his quality
0: Brilliant and then very last question can Throne win the All-Ireland this year?
1: Yeah Brilliant Definitely, uh, Definitely.
0: That's well, That's what I wanted to hear uh, Ronan thank uh, you so much for, for doing this it probably took you on longer than, than I should have had you but uh, sometimes when you got a great interview you got to just run with it
1: <laughs> uh, No worries man no problem
0: Thanks so much to Ronan for coming on to the show. Remember, over 100,000 people will come together across 200 locations on the most important sunrise of the year as communities across Ireland rally to bring hope to those who've been impacted by suicide. To sign up to this year's event, please visit www.darknessintolight.ie. Also remember to tune in to Monday's episode where we had Jimmy Clark in studio and an exclusive interview with David Clifford. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you next week.